Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Thank you, Perry Woods. And yes, indeed, The Weekend Report is on your radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Tony Colombo here with producer Frank Ladd. My partner, Chris Arps, is out again this week. He is on assignment. Uh, Hopefully be back next week. But we have a packed show for you today. Uh, Lots of great guests. We're going to talk to Gary Kelman and Jeff Wade from the Sanitizer and Mask Wholesale Store. Uh, But we're not going to talk about Sanitizer and Mask. Well, I mean, I guess we probably will a little bit. But uh, Gary and Jeff are very big into the cryptocurrency scene. And they actually uh, even even host these weekly get-togethers for people that want to learn more about cryptocurrency and have questions about how the whole thing works. And these guys light up when you start talking about uh, Bitcoin and Dogecoin and, and NFTs and all that stuff uh, that, that have to do with cryptocurrency. And so I wanted to get those guys on to talk about it because it's something we've talked about on this show. We've talked about on the Dave Glover show and other shows a lot here lately. And I just feel like it's one of those things that a lot of people are super interested in, but don't very few people have a full understanding of what is going on uh, in the cryptocurrency scene. So uh, we'll talk to Gary and Jeff a little bit later on in the show. That's going to be in the second hour. Also in the second hour, we're going to talk to our friend Mike Ferguson from American Viewpoints. Uh, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Michael Kelly, uh, the co-host of Hancock and Kelly, which you can hear every Friday on KMOX. And uh, I've gotten to know Michael uh, a little bit over the last couple of months, and uh, he is the perfect, he's the exact kind of person that I love to talk and or debate politics with. So we're going to do that in a few minutes. Also, our friend Gabe Pfeiffer, a.k.a. St. John the Philosopher, is going to be in for most of the show today. He'll be here in a few minutes, and uh, he will be kind of filling in for Chris as we go through the show. So we got a whole lot going on, and we're starting right off the bat, going right to it. Um, Speaking of a whole lot going on, a whole lot of weirdness, a whole lot of craziness, (laughs) <laughs> Katie Fitzpatrick is here. I'm only here whenever Chris is not here. I'm just kidding. I love Chris. And and I'm, I'm sad that he's not here. Yeah, and Perry is on the line. Yes, and Perry is on the line. My my good friend Perry Woods, the soundtrack of the weekend report, is on the line as well. And, <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? <clears throat> hey, not much, sir. Sir, sir. 
Yes, so we uh, have been talking, and Perry was on the, the air with us here just a, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And Katie, you and I have talked about it on Annie's show. We've got a got a gig coming up. We got a gig. We're in a band. <laughs> we I got a band. A band. We, we got a band. good, good band. We got a good band. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we keep telling ourselves. We are good. Yeah. We are right. So yes. uh, coming up on May 14th, we are going to be opening for the Queen, the Queen Tribute Show, Somebody to Love, uh, one of the many... Jason Nelson joints. Um, He is, uh, Jason is a good friend of all of ours, and we've all worked with Jason many times. I have emceed almost every Queen tribute show that they have done over the course of the last three or four years, and that band is straight fire. They are incredible. You've got to go and see them. And this band, our band, Mm -hmm. is straight fire. I don't know if I'm going to... Ruin it for everybody, or no. if I'm going to make it uh, better. But either way, it's going to be either entertaining. Either Perry, I'm going to be good and it's going to be entertaining, or I'm a crash and burn. Perry, it's be I have a question for you. So when, after we were done with some of our rehearsals and everything, Tony is like, "Oh my gosh, did I stink?" <laughs> And I think I am pleasantly surprised at Tony Colombo's voice. I don't know how you feel. You guys have been best friends for a very long time. But I never heard Tony sing before, nor did I know he liked to sing. And then I heard him sing for the first time during our rehearsals. Uh And I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. He's got kind of a grungy voice. Well, I I actually thought that um, for the... Uh, I'm not going to give away the, the name of the song, but for the REM song, I told mm-hmm. him that uh, when we did our first practice together, his voice nailed it. I mean, he actually has Michael down. Um, yeah, he's one of those guys, you know, he's been in radio for so long that he knows what the sound's supposed to be like, and that's what he's going for, I believe. Yeah, I'm trying my best to <laughs> sound right, and we'll, we'll all find out together. But there mm-hmm. was a one particular song. That is, uh, I think, going to be uh, one of the best songs in the set um, that a few weeks ago, before we ever got a chance to um, rehearse or, you know, or I got a chance to sing uh, with Perry playing or whatever. And and Perry and I have been friends for over 20 years. So there's nobody that knows me better than Perry. And and I said to him, I said to him, uh, what about this song? And he went, uh, probably not. <laughs> but then, but then I said, okay, but let me sing hard no to actually that Something sounds must have been good. Actually, that sounds pretty good. I actually that actually made me that actually made me feel a whole lot better about things. So yeah, you know that's the one thing that we we um uh, we're just we're, we're never going to do. We're never going to lie to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, that's uh, that's for marriage. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, that was one of the reasons that I I told Jason from the very beginning that I had to have Perry and I and I and Katie in the band because I knew that you guys are my friends and you're not going to lie to me. Uh-huh. You're not going to let me go up there and embarrass myself. And Perry and you know and and if I go if I go up and I'm bad, then Perry knows mm-hmm. that like hey then then you know by extension the band looks bad and i know perry is not going to oh my gosh perry is not perry going to let the band look bad a, Holy cow. No, he's a hey, perfectionist well, and on uh, that on that subject katie is only the third uh female vocalist that i've actually performed with so oh my gosh look, yeah so i'm really looking forward to it um because she obviously has an amazing talent and a, a really crazy range 
Thank so that's, that's, that'll be the one thing is that um, I have to practice on my harmony so I don't mess up her ear. I feel <laughs> like this is, um, you know, we just had, we went through a very, very stressful year. Every single human mm-hmm in the world went through just a crazy roller coaster ride of a year in 2020 Mm -hmm. and you know for the longest time you're trying to figure out how do I get back into any type of groove in 2021 how do I find myself how do I reintroduce myself into big crowds or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. and we went to practice and we did rehearsal and the whole entire time I was smiling ear to ear because it was the most (laughs) reinvigorating thing to be like for the last year I've done nothing but sit at a desk with no one around me and then I go home and it's just me and my husband which I adore Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you're not around people you're not around that kind of life and this this really brought some life back into me i know and i think i think it'll bring a lot of life back into the audience well wait till you see how big the room is uh diamond hall is huge and they um i've I've been there for um for thursday night jam session um uh and um that their sound system is amazing their stage uh, equipment is awesome so it's really really gonna be it's gonna go from us already enjoying ourselves, um, you know, at our, at our practice studio, uh, Lowtown Studios, um, mm-hmm. to us being on a stage going through a, a system with someone actually working in the front of a house. It's going to be ridiculous. Yes. It's going to be awesome. I yes. can't. I absolutely can't wait. You can um, you can get all the details on my Twitter, at TonyColumbo971. Um, as Perry just mentioned, it is at Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's. It's on May 14th. Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine opening up for Somebody to Love, the Queen Tribute Band. Uh, you can get your tickets on the uh, on the front page of the Diamond Music Hall website. Again, I have that linked right there at uh, the front of my Twitter page. And you can see a little clip on on Twitter of of one of our rehearsals, of a few seconds of one of our rehearsals, so you can actually oh. see the band performing. Um, just a little like twenty second clip, and it's one of the songs that Katie sings, of course, because I'm not Great. putting that out there yet. <laughs> I'm not putting myself, not putting Tony's myself out there. Yeah, out there yet. Surprise for the people. And uh, yeah. yeah, so you actually get to see a little, uh, get a little peek behind the curtain and see the band practicing out at, at Lowtown Studios. Perry, you just mentioned Lowtown. Uh, mm-hmm. Lenny and uh, the guys that run Lowtown Studios is a real asset to mm-hmm. yes. the local music scene that mm-hmm. guys can have. Um, it's not it's 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 a studio that you can that you can rent out to rehearse. They have everything. You know, if everything. you don't want to bring your drum kit, if you don't want to bring your guitar, if you don't want to load in. You don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, they've got the microphones. They've got all the mm-hmm. instruments. They've got a state-of-the-art the studio. Amps, the yeah. hookups, mm-hmm. yeah. They got it all there. And uh, Lenny also actually runs a uh, record label. And so mm-hmm. it's even an opportunity not just for local bands to go and find a place to work and rehearse and practice mm-hmm. and things like that, but they can actually, um, you, you know, you can actually work with, with Lenny and maybe even uh, – Take your career, get it started. You know, take those first steps. And Perry, as a as a professional musician that's been playing in St. Louis for decades, I mean, mm-hmm. having that type of resource in in the area is huge, right, for local yeah. musicians. Uh, and, uh, and don't forget uh, video production too. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so, um, uh, I mean, it's everything in one in one place. Uh, the one thing that I that caught me um, last uh, uh, week when we were there was um, the special effects that he offered me to use um, for my guitar were actually better than what I've been touring with for years. Um, 
So it's not one of those places where you show up and it's just hand-me-down equipment. It actually, I, the yeah. actual stuff is really, like you said, high-end, well, high-end drums. I, yeah. Go Kay- ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Katie and I being, you know, like radio nerds and studio mm-hmm. geeks, we were looking at the board mm-hmm. and the audio yep. and, you mm-hmm. know, and everything that yep. was inside the, the, the studio there and super impressed, just state-of-the-art stuff. And, and I'm, look. Lenny Lowtown Studio is not paying me a dime to say any of this stuff. I am, <laughs> any of us. I'm saying it out of uh, straight gratitude for uh, you know them giving us a break and helping us out and and giving us a space to go into and rehearse and get ready for this show on May 14th. So yeah, if you're a local <laughs> musician or you're looking for a, a a space to practice or rehearse or uh, like like Perry said, video shoots, audio recordings, all that stuff. Lowtown Studios over by Westport Plaza in Maryland Heights is a, a great place to go. Uh, got a couple minutes left here talking to Perry Woods and Katie Fitzpatrick about our show coming up on May 14th. Um, Katie, your story is starting to get more and more uh, known. You kept it very secret for a long time about <laughs> being on, about secret. being on uh, American Idol <laughs> and making it uh, pretty far into the competition before getting sick and not being able to continue. And I know that music has always been a big part of your life and something that's been very important to you, and that's why it was important to me to get you involved with this and I didn't want to do this without somebody like you that could handle the majority of the singing and do a, a, uh-huh. an unbelievable job. Uh, but why, like, for real, why this? Why is this the right time to finally decide you're going to get back on stage and work with a... I think it, it has to do with a lot of trust. When yeah. someone mm-hmm. comes to you and they're like, hey, I have this idea, I want to start something <laughs> up, you know... You you got to weigh out, okay, who's going to be in the band? What are you going yeah. to be able to bring? What are these other people going to be bringing towards yeah. this great new endeavor that you guys are going to be embarking on? Yeah. And I trust Tony. Perry, you <clears throat> and I have met quite a few times. I know your talent. I absolutely <laughs> know your talent. And I was like, you know, this sounds like an incredible opportunity to try something new, to do something mm-hmm. different, to work with people that I've never worked with before. And then... Sure enough, we got into rehearsal. We got into the studio space. Everybody <laughs> set up, and everybody just was rocking and rolling in, in no time at all. I mean, it yeah. was like I think that was the fireball. That was the fireball. I think that's, what that's true. It was the fireball shots. <laughs> I, was, was, I was hung over his tail the next day for some reason. <laughs> for some, he says for some reason. <laughs> and you know what? Then you start to learn about everybody's history and what they've mm-hmm. done yeah. and how they've locally been influenced and been influencing yeah. things in St. Louis. <laughs> It, mm-hmm. it is an incredible thing to play with these fantastic yeah. musicians. So Perry's been Amazing. around forever. Alonzo Jameson is our drummer. Alonzo's been in the music scene for years and years as well. Midwest Avengers mm-hmm. as well as many yep. other projects. Uh, yep. He Alonzo is a guy that I've also known for 20 years just working mm-hmm. inside the local music scene. And so having Alonzo on the team is is unbelievable because he is the one that really does keep all of us on track. Yes. He keeps the yeah. whole yeah. thing steady. Yes. And then Tilton Yokley, who is our bass player, is what? Perry, like 12 years old. And <laughs> he's... <laughs> you guys are mean. You guys are mean man. He is already, I mean, he's he's in his early 20s. I don't know yeah. exactly how old Tilton yeah. is. Yeah. But he's a very, very 20. young man. 
and he is just incredible. He is he makes me very uh, confident in the yeah. future of the local music yeah. scene uh, yeah. that guys like Tilton are are in it. So uh, yeah. with Alonzo Jameson, Tilton Yokely, Perry Woods, Katie Fitzpatrick, and me, um, and Tony, <laughs> band, and the band Tony Colombo is set, and it is going to be a <clears throat> a, a great time. Uh, Perry, you've been you've you've played in many bands. You've done a lot of solo <clears throat> gigs. Um, this is kind of a, a different set. Are you? Uh, how excited are you for the for the gig? I, uh, I'm I'm like Katie. You know, um, uh, it's just uh, uh, getting together with the whole band for that first practice. You know, that's why I um, responded to everybody the very next day, saying how happy I was. Um, it's this is solid. You know, um, one of the reasons for playing solo is. You only have to worry about one ego on stage or one moody person, you know. But um, uh, with this group of people, you know, we know that there's two things we want to do. We want to have tons of fun. And two, we want to make a great product. And so it's obvious that that's what we're all capable of and that's what we all came to do. And that we could see that and hear that on Monday. It's going to be so much fun. Again, Diamond <clears> Music <throat> Hall. You can go to their website, Diamond Music Hall's website. Uh, you can also just walk up and buy tickets on Friday, May 14th. Our band opening for the Queen Tribute, Somebody Love. It's all brought to you by our good friend Skip Weber and Weber Chevrolet. So we got to give yes, a big yes. thank you to Weber Chevrolet for all their Always. support and helping make this happen. And uh, again, big thank you to Lowtown Studios for all their help putting this together and uh alonzo and tilton and kdu and and perry you thank you tony oh, for putting please. it together yeah. bringing <laughs> us together brother well, i yeah. can't i can't wait i think it's yeah. going to be incredible again go to my twitter and get that little um get that little behind the scenes peek at uh, at us rehearsing there at lowtown studio and see if that is enough to make you decide <laughs> it's time to come out and and check us out so May 14th, Diamond Music Hall. I hope to see everybody there. And Perry and Katie, thank you so much for coming on and thank you. promoting it a little bit today. Thank you. You bet. Thank, thank you, you for guys. having us, and uh, I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to take our first break of the show today. We're going to switch from local music to politics, and we're going to talk to our friend uh, Michael Kelly from Hancock and Kelly, which you can hear every Friday morning, of course, on KMOX. Uh, Michael Kelly going to join us next. I think Gabe Pfeiffer is going to be popping into the studio as well. Just getting started. Got a whole lot more weekend report to go. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo here with producer Frank Ladd. As I mentioned, Gabe Pfeiffer is in studio now, filling in for Chris Arps this week. That is the music of Perry Woods, who we just talked to, along with Katie Fitzpatrick. I will never get used to saying the words, my band, but my (laughs) band is playing on May 14th, uh, next Friday, out of Diamond Music Hall uh, with Katie and with Perry and with Alonzo Jameson and Tilton Yokely, and we're opening up for the Queen Tribute, Somebody to Love, and uh, had a great conversation in that last segment with Katie and Perry about that upcoming show, and really, really excited, and a big thank you to both of those guys for joining us in that last segment. I got my tickets. Nice. (laughs) Yes. Nice. And like like I keep saying, either either I'm going to be a complete embarrassment, (laughs) and that's going to be entertaining, or I'm going to do good, and that'll be entertaining, and either way, you will be entertained. Man, I was, (laughs) man, I I got on, you told me the the link for it, and I got on there, and and all of the, like, the VIP, I was ready to drop some bucks on this, man, and and, and all the VIPs were gone. All of the, yeah, all the of the, the tables were filled, and I was like, I know Dang they it. went fast. <laughs> I mean, they went fast. Oh, they so fast. We're gonna try to, we're gonna try to actually get them to, get, to open up a couple more tables. So keep your eyes open. All right, I'll let you know. All right, I'll give you the inside. All you track. listening, better get your tickets. Cause... Uh, <laughs> and as I mentioned that last segment, joining us now, uh, Michael Kelly from Hancock and Kelly on KMOX, and uh, somebody who I've gotten to know uh, pretty well over the last couple months since the Dave Glover show moved over there, but. You just said off the air, this is the first time you've ever been on 97.1? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm necessarily uh, usually the person that people want to hear on well, 97.1. Well, hey, listen, on this show, you're more than welcome yeah, because well, we have, you have Keith Antone oh, and yeah. Jeff Smith oh, and, yeah. and Bob Beckel. Have you ever talked to Bob Beckel? Have you ever met no, him? Huh? You know who, you remember, you know, yeah, I know who he is. From yeah. Fox News. Mm-hmm. We got hooked up with Bob, I don't know, a year, at least a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. And he's become a semi-regular on this show, and there's nobody more I, Democrat Party yeah. than Bob Beckel. Well, and nobody that's more—well, maybe you guys actually are more plain-spoken. You find you don't find very many people as plain-spoken well, as Bob Beckel. I so. didn't even know we he had this side trip. of the building. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know yeah, all these studios yeah, were look, back oh, here. Yeah, yeah, windows yeah. over Usually here when everything. I see Mark Cox, I immediately <laughs> like, <laughs> turn into a straight sprint to the other side of the, uh, of the building. But well, I'm grateful to be here with yeah. you tony i i've enjoyed talking with you and uh, gabe it's nice to meet you yeah, and nice to meet you look too. forward to mixing it up with you boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure for sure so um I, let's just get started as generically as possible mm-hmm. with uh the new president's been you know uh, in in office now for a few months he finally gave his first uh state of the union or whatever you call it a joint session uh speech 
how do you feel uh, so far as a as a Democrat? And I know in 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 all fairness here, like politics have gotten so ridiculous yeah. that it's not even fair to say like if somebody is a Democrat or yeah. a Republican because. A Democrat could mean a Republican could mean anything from <laughs> Rand Paul to QAnon, right. and and a Democrat can mean anything from you know the more traditional guys to the Bernie Sanders AOC totally. crowd. So it's impossible well, to like try to put anybody in a lane, really, which is why really we need boxes. more parties yeah. more than anything. Well, we'll talk about that because I, I, I think structurally that's impossible. I'm on yeah, the other side of that issue. Yeah. So I bleed blue, and not only for our blues, but. Uh, as a Democrat, I was the uh, executive director of the Democratic Party yeah. for four or five years there. I was Mr. Gephardt, worked for Mr. Gephardt for the better part of my life. I worked for the AFL-CIO. So being a Democrat <laughs> is is in my core. And, in your DNA, sounds yeah, like. And, and I kind of feel like in this last election that uh, it really wasn't a, a partisan election. It was either you were going to support Donald Trump or you were for somebody else, because I know a lot of Republicans mm-hmm. who were in that camp that they don't believe he necessarily represented conservative principles. From I think my, that's why Donald Trump got elected, by the way, because I think it was the hatred of Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that there, there's something to sure. that. No, that. No doubt about it. I mean, it. The, outsider, the outsider attraction of Donald Trump was definitely a thing, but I think there... Hillary Clinton was so unlikable by so many people right. that it was kind of what happened to Trump, like well, anybody but Trump, and it was anybody but Clinton. Well, I and think. that's what that's what we do now when we are picking a president. Sad, uh, there sadly. is no more thorough examination in life than running for president of the United States. It's a three or four uh, year proctology exam <laughs> where we get to learn everything about these people with no loop, good, bad, and indifferent. <laughs> Going back to your specific question about the president, I was just relieved that we were done. With the hysteria of Donald Trump on a daily basis and put aside the politics, I'm just talking about waking up and hearing the sports report and having to listen to some type of Donald Trump angle or the weather and it being some type of Donald Trump angle or the fires on the, you know, whatever it was, it was just got to be too much. So I was early with uh, Joe Biden. We ran the Missouri um, campaign for Joe Biden, me and a couple of my coworkers that, here in St. Louis. Uh, I, and uh, I, that was when the primary was wide open. Right. And the reason I was for Joe Biden is that I really believed the country needed a centrist. And I know that you probably don't feel that way. <laughs> but if you look at those other candidates that were running, a more centrist Democrat who stood for the uh, principles. And I wanted to get back to a sense of normalcy. So from the standpoint of Joe Biden's first uh, 100 days in office, well, we've dealt with the vaccine. It's getting out there. Uh, we passed another stimulus bill. We have normalcy. The president's not absorbing every aspect of our lives. And at the end of the day, I believe Joe— I think normalcy yeah, has is, sailed. Yeah, but I, I also believe at the end of the day, uh, Joe Biden is a decent person. You may disagree with his politics, uh, but I'm not sure that he is a slash-and-burn politician, which we're seeing right now on all sides of the aisle. I'm with you on that. Um, and and I just don't think he represents that. But you mentioned something, and I I'm, I know I'm filibustering, guys. That's yeah, you're I'm good. On, Get I, you're I, the I got 97-1. I'm going to make these people hear what listen, I have to say. Listen, we have you're way more guest. time over here than at KMOX, so yeah. we can— but I have plenty of time to get you. <laughs> but I'm in a situation right now where I, I too, am, am troubled by my party. I mean, there's a lot going on inside it, the Democratic politics. Party. politics. You have to be troubled by politics right now, well, I think. I mean, look, I mean, we're, we're a party that has always stood up for workers. Policemen are workers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and right now we're demonizing officers. Uh, I don't I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, at the end of the day, I live here in San St. Louis. I've had my car broken into, and when I got when I called, I wanted to have a cop there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for the officers we have. And this idea of defunding the police not only head scratches me. But it almost angers me um, mm-hmm. because I, I just don't understand how you go from being the world's most dangerous city with less officers, uh, you know, and fixing that problem. There's other things the Democratic Party is kind of getting into right now, which irritates me. You know, the, the, a lot of the, uh, uh, the this jail conversation we're having here in St. Louis is is crazy. Um, I, I also, you know, this universal income idea, I think that's contrary to the idea of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, look, we're, we're, what we're doing right now is we are going to the extremes in every aspect of politics from the federal level to the most local level. And I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, and reasonable Democrats and reasonable Republicans used to be able to debate these points and we don't do that anymore the extremes i don't know if the extremes on both of both parties have taken over the party but they've certainly taken over the media and they've taken over the message and they've taken over the agenda yeah well so my best friend gabe is is john hancock he was the head of the republican party for a long time (laughs) all right he's the most misguided human being i've ever met He's wrong on everything, but he's also my best friend. I mean, we both have an idea of what America should be. We both have different ways that we believe it should be accomplished. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in a situation, if you listen to 97.1, maybe in the mornings during the week, that if you disagree <laughs> with me, not only are you wrong, but you're the worst thing to ever exist. But, but people like... The person who's on the morning here have also been called every name in the book by people on the other side. So when you've got both sides throwing out insults and labeling people and making accusations, yeah. then you can't like the whole thing, like the whole thing about Joe Biden's you know new line of like, well, look. It's a new day in America, and Republicans just need to just need to get aboard. You know, it's a, we're we're done with the division, and you just need to. It's it, it's time to just get along. And it's like, well, you've you. I'm I'm sure that they are thinking to themselves, you've called us racists, sure. and biggest bigots, yeah. and every other name for at least the last four years. Why are we supposed to just? Get along now, and that's so. and that's really what is at the root of. I, I we were just talking about how Donald Trump got elected, and I I, I always kind of regard that election as basically the uh, the the standard conservative giving a middle finger to the rest of 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 politics, basically through Donald Trump because of all of that, because yeah, but, of that. I mean, because it's like at 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 some point. After you've been beat up by the bully for so long, the kid, the kid with the glasses and the notebook is going to take the notebook to the bully's nose. Okay, I'm with you on that. You but know, I would, I, I was that kid, by uh, the way. But I would, <laughs> I would posit this thought to you: mm-hmm. Donald Trump is as conservative as I am. Um, he he doesn't represent uh, conservative oh, principles. Well, look, no, personally, you're, you're personally, I, anger, personally, I, I don't care. But the thing is, he has governed as the most conservative president we've ever had. Right. Well, he's accomplished. In, mo- in modern he did, politics. He did yeah. accomplish Good things. Point. Well, Ronald Reagan was pretty conservative. Ronald Reagan was conservative all, all through but, his, his bones, but he he didn't accomplish as much as let, Trump let managed me ask to you do, this. Which, is, which is very I, fascinating I to me. I believe this to my core. 
Ronald Reagan could not get elected in this Republican Party today. Uh, he could so. not win a primary. Oh, no, no, no. And, you're you're and, totally wrong on that. You're, you're totally wrong. Now, I can tell you that JFK wouldn't get elected Ronald Reagan as a, stood as a for NATO. He stood for our allies. He was against the Cold War. He demonized the Russians. Excuse me, he, but NATO was actually set up to, to counter the Russians, and we, ha- and we had problems with the Russians at that time. NATO. NATO today isn't operating in the same space as we're, what we're talking about. Well, it NATO wasn't operating to, at all under NATO Donald today. Trump. There we go. It no. wasn't operating well, under all under Donald Trump. Well, look, look. Here's here's the problem. Donald Trump was looking at the business deal aspect of it. Is that you know? Because the thing is, America was is being the world police ever since you know uh, post World War II, right? That's what we've been doing. We've been and we've been shelling out money to do so for forever. And we had agreements with these other countries that okay, you're going to share some of this, and they haven't been meeting that agreement. Donald Trump said, but that's not. Me, you're That's freaking been going on since we created the I thing. I know, but why is that but okay? But why have we let it? But hold yeah. on a second. The alternative to what you're suggesting, if we go down the Trump lane, is not to do what you said. It's to be isolationists. Not, not only did we not uh, find a way to compromise with these people, we did give them the middle finger. We walked away from it. That's not a conservative principle. Here, I'm here's, sorry. Here's dude. the thing. If we're doing all the heavy lifting... What's the difference? <laughs> well, I would rather America be in charge of the world than any other country on the planet. We're not we're not losing that spot by by telling them to pay your oh, fair share. Oh, we did a fair good amount of damage uh, during the Trump administration. And look, whether we like it or not, there's a billion and a half people over in China right now who are about to rise. Ex- excuse me, but uh, Ch- China was on its on its back leg during the Trump administration. They, oh, come on. They, they, they certainly were. Their their economy was teetering. No, they because, were investing the, in infrastructure. They, well, they remember infrastructure week? Yes, I, I remember investing in infrastructure Have you seen the empty cities in China? Yes, they were investing well, in infrastructure. They're, they're keeping what their people that? busy. But that's their thing. I don't agree <laughs> well, with well, communism, sure. no, but at the end of the day, but that's, this But is that's the, the thing. That's how you bankrupt uh, uh Communist administrations, you force them to spend money they don't have on stuff they don't need. Do you, that that was so the entire where, Reagan. Where was that? Where was that approach with Vladimir Putin well, uh, when we were trying to bank? No, we were being <laughs> best friends with the guy. Uh, excuse me, no, but, but when we, work. we when we say when we say to Germany, you can't take uh, uh, Russian oil, you have to take our oil. That's kind of a middle finger to Russia, isn't it? That we're we're literally turning off the spigot of his money that way. Every and time yes, Gabe every, says excuse me, yeah. I know he's got like a big point. <laughs> yeah, it's a big Hold point. Hold on. Okay, Hold I gotta on. say something because no, but, we only got a few minutes left. But, go yeah, ahead. Yes. Finish, go but, finish, but, finish. But, but seriously, the, the thing is, you know, as as much as Donald Trump was, was speaking softly to, to Russia, if you look at the actual sanctions, if you look at the actual actions that we were accomplishing there with, with Russia, we had them on the back foot too. Now, now Vladimir Putin is going on, on TV talking about how weak America is right now, talking about uh, Joe Biden like he's, you know, somebody's grandpa. So Vladimir forget Putin about put a bounty on US soldiers. That heads. was proven to be a lie. Not that during was the time that we knew a... it for six months and the president never stood up against it. Okay. <laughs> How can we know Hang something that's not true? <laughs> well there's a lot that's not true and you're passing legislation wanna, to fix it. I want to oh, ask gosh. you I want to ask you a question, Mike, while <laughs> yeah. we while we have a couple minutes left. You mentioned a minute ago about how having uh, more parties in this in the country is is yeah. probably not realistically possible. I will agree with that. We, we agree but, on that. But would you yeah, and I think most people do. And a lot of libertarians, you know, understand that also. But the but that doesn't mean that it's not true that it would be better. And I feel like if you got the socialists out of your party and the Republicans got the QAnon out of their party and the and they each had their own party and the libertarians had a true party that we that that more choices and and better representation from the top so of the what party you're arguing would be better for is a huge kind of twist in the constitution i might be open to that 
because um, we've <laughs> talked about some things that are being interpreted as the holy grail in the Constitution mm-hmm. that we can't change, like this, buy a Happy Meal, you get a gun, because we're a gun-obsessed culture. Uh, we got to get you back the, on to talk about yeah, guns. I'm happy to come back on yeah. NRA radio, I, I, as I, long I, as you don't put a picture of me out there so they can come shoot I, me. I would like to be here for that. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, the system is set up as an us versus them, and that's really the form of government we have. I think we're watching a realignment of and parties it's not, right it's not now. Wor- right now, that's really bad. It hasn't worked in because the past. It, and but by it's the way, the system, it, the, the system is really designed not to work. Bipartisanship the, the, used to be a good thing. Right. It used to be something you strive for. But, now bipartisanship is frowned upon. You're evil right. if you work but, with the other side. Oh, I'm with you and a that, million percent on that. that. You're, you and, cannot make progress like it that. It used to be the Democrats and came and said, I want to get this pie. And the Republicans would say, I want to get this pie. And then you're right. There was some compromise and everybody got a little piece of the pie, but they didn't get what they want. <clears throat> what happens now is I want my pie. They want their pie. Neither of us are going to eat pie because we're not going to find a way to come together some type of compromise. Look, we all need it. We all know that there needs to be investment in infrastructure. We it's just we we need it. We haven't done it in 50, sure 60 do. years. Driving down here, Drive down you feel Louis. like you're in Beirut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and why we haven't invested in that. So we have something that both parties agree on. Guess what? Nothing will get done. Yep. Because if I agree with you, Tony, I'm suddenly going to lose my primary election. And mm-hmm. if you agree with me, you're going to lose your primary election. And if we both agree on one thing, we're going to try to stuff other things in the bill that yeah. the other side doesn't want and try to hide under... Well, it's just infrastructure, and the whole thing comes to a screeching halt. we got to wrap it yep. up. Okay. Uh, Hancock and Kelly, you can hear them every Friday with us on the Dave Glover Show, uh, also on KMOX. And t- tell people all the— Yeah, so we're on Fox 2 at mm-hmm. 830 on Sunday mornings, Hancock and Kelly Show. I'm the better looking of the two. <laughs> uh, and we're on uh, News Nation Nationwide on WGN at uh, 6 o'clock every Thursday night on the Don Lennon Report. Uh, come watch me and Hancock. We, uh, while we don't agree on almost anything, <laughs> we remain friends. And I guarantee you, if we had an opportunity to legislate, uh, we would actually get things done yes. in this country. Yes, I, I agree with that completely. Michael I Kelly. love your show, though, brother, and thank you. And I really love listening to yeah. you with Glover, and I'm glad you guys are on KMOX well, as well. Well, we, we appreciate you coming over here and joining us on the Weekend Report on 97.1, and we've got to have you back real soon Anytime. with Gabe yeah, so we can continue the, uh, <laughs> continue the debate and uh, with Chris as well. That's Michael Kelly. Got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with more Weekend Report. Don't go anywhere. It's 97.1 FM Talk. Oh, how quickly I would die. It's a little, little smooth jam to sort of calm everything down. Yeah. <laughs> After that <laughs> very animated discussion with Michael Kelly, only here on the Weekend Report <laughs> can you go from a local band to an MIT grad <laughs> and a TV star screaming each other, screaming at each other about politics. Which is uh, uh, what I love about so this show. And yeah. he's a good guy, too. He so is. That's, that's gonna he, he really so awesome. is. Both of them are. Uh, John Hancock and Michael Kelly. We just had uh, Michael Kelly in here from uh, Hancock and Kelly, which you can watch on television, on Fox 2. You can hear him on Fridays on KMOX. Uh, you can even hear him on, on Friday afternoons with us on the Dave Glover Show. And what I will say about Michael, um, uh, while I disagree Actually, with a lot of his politics and a lot of uh, John Hancock's politics, um, what he said at the very end there 
that if he and John, who is uh, who is a staunch conservative and Republican, and Michael is is a is a staunch Democrat, if they could run the country, then the country would be a pretty good place. And I believe that. I yeah. think that traditional, more traditional Republicans and Democrats, that the debate, the differences are big enough that there will always be a healthy debate and argument about the better direction for the country, but they're not so big that there's, the on the progressive left, there's no negotiating well, with if, the progressive if left. You, if you think of it think of it like this, each of the parties are supposed to be a circle in a Venn diagram, right? And and a, there's a portion of the circle that are supposed to overlap, and it's, a, it's that overlapping circle is where le, the actual legislation we're supposed to get is supposed to come from, right? It's the, those very few places where left and right can kind of get along, we can agree to go along, and maybe if, uh, depending on who's in power, occasionally you'll, you'll get an outlier of, of legislation or outlier executive orders that kind of sit outside the Venn diagram, right? But right now, it feels like those two circles are not even touching, let alone mm-hmm. clo- you know mm-hmm. uh, overlapping. So you know it's good yeah. to hear. It's good to hear a Democrat, a staunch Democrat, mm-hmm. say that defund the police is dumb. is, is ridiculous <laughs> and terrible and dangerous for the country. Well, this see- is a guy who ran the local <laughs> Democrat Party not that long ago, yeah. saying. That this is crazy. That this is crazy, and we have a Democratic United States Congresswoman mm-hmm. who, Cory Bush, who is going on television, going on social media, and talking about how great mm-hmm. defunding the St. Louis or the, Police Department is. The mayor of St. Louis, actually, and, yeah, <laughs> going through which, with it. Yeah, basically. exactly. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty great to see that, and I, I think that that type of thing goes a long way to making making us capable of having those conversations. Because the problem is, if he was a defund the police guy and and after some probing i didn't actually detect you know uh any logic behind that that you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. i i like to try and give people the benefit of the doubt that you know they, they hold their positions because of some reason that they they find they find good or some s- set of information that they have maybe that i don't that's kind of how i like to go into these discussions but the thing is when you start saying stuff that's just you know it's so far out there just like i don't understand how you can even come close to that conclusion at that point i start to doubt whether or not your positions on anything else can be trusted or or whether a, a conversation with you would be productive so so to hear him say that 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 actually mm-hmm. put me a lot at ease in getting into the conversation because you know i could tell that he's at the, at the very least he's coming at at this from an, an honest and reasonable place speaking of cory bush uh the congresswoman said not only did she um support the decision by the mayor as you mentioned mm-hmm. new mayor of st louis to char jones um and the move to uh reallocate four million dollars from the st louis police department's oh, budget um not Corey fill bush how said, many spots <laughs> the de- cory bush uh the congresswoman said the decision to defund the st louis metropolitan police department is historic it marks a new future for our city she went on to say in a in a different conversation that uh quote our communities wouldn't uh have needed to spark a national movement to save black lives if America weren't racist AF. This is a United States oh. Congresswoman saying that we've heard this line over and over about the country being uh, systemically racist. You are a uh, <laughs> African-American man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm black. 
Uh, <laughs> I've never been to Africa. No, but <laughs> right, but no, right. I, I, great, I I accept uh, it. I accept it. That's a great point, though. I accept it. It's a great point. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm just making when, a point. When people say to me, you know, like, well, you know, when people usually uh, white progressives mm-hmm. say an argument that um, the country is systemically racist and um, and and I am and then I, a libertarian Italian, is not allowed to talk about it because I don't have that uh, the background. Well, neither 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 does that person usually. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I and and I agree. I don't. But I listen to my friends, uh, Pastor John Michael Brown, Congressman Burgess Owens, Chris Arps, Gabe Pfeiffer, who say otherwise. And I'll take your guys' word for it. But just your reaction when you hear a United States congresswoman in the metro area that you live in yeah. <laughs> saying that the country is racist AF. Yeah, it's uh, you know, besides besides this the whole, you know, millennial tweet speak garbage that uh-huh. is yeah. AF that yeah. that just drives me crazy. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's like un- unless you're using it, you know, ironically, I'm okay. Uh it, I I I can't stand this conversation just because it, it's coming from a, a frankly dishonest place you cannot tell me that somebody living in 2021 america has a harder time with with racism than my father who was born in literally segregated north carolina who had to drink from the colored only fountain who went to a black only school that had you know garbage for for textbooks um you can't tell me our lives today are are not far removed from his you can't, and and to say otherwise is is not only disingenuous. It's it's it, I I would say it's it's downright evil because it leads mm-hmm. people to bad conclusions. If mm-hmm. you start with a really really bad premise, there's only so far to go. And if you've and got a United a States place. Congresswoman telling young teenagers and impressionable minds that this country's as racist as it's ever been, yeah. Where, where and they're not learning in right exactly. It does. It puts us in a very dark place that this country has fought hard to get away from. We still have plenty of problems and plenty to work on, but I agree with you completely. Let's take a quick break. Got an entire second hour of the weekend report coming up. We'll talk to Mike Ferguson when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's time for your favorite show. The weekend report is on the radio. And it is hour number two of the Weekend Report on your radio. Thank you so much for joining us. If you missed anything in that first hour, make sure you check out our podcast. You get the Weekend Report podcast anywhere you get podcasts. But I would recommend the Odyssey app. On the Odyssey app, you can stream the station 24-7 no matter where you're at. You can rewind live radio and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. And it is all free. Uh, We talked to Michael Kelly from Hancock and Kelly in that first hour. Uh, My partner, Chris Arps, is out this week. So Gabe Pfeiffer from the St. John the Philosopher YouTube channel is in studio with me this week. And uh, Gabe and uh, Michael Kelly got into it a little bit, <laughs> and it bit. was fantastic. It so was if you missed any of that debate, you need to go 
go back and check it out. Uh, also, we started the show with Perry Woods and Katie Fitzpatrick and talking about our upcoming band gig. That's right. I have a band and we have a gig. <laughs> Does it feel weird it, saying it I every can, time? I will never get used to saying it. We have a gig. Yeah, May 14th coming up uh, just uh, this coming Friday at uh, Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's opening up for the Queen tribute Somebody to Love. You're living 16-year-old me's dream, I man. I am. <laughs> I am. And uh, the band is going to be really good. And either I, I keep saying, I, either I'll be good and that'll be, it'll be great, or I'll be really bad and that'll be entertaining as well. So either way, you're going to get a great show. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so make sure uh, if you're interested in that, go to the Diamond Music Hall website. You can get our, um, you can get tickets and everything right there. You can also get all the information on my Twitter. I have it pinned to the very top at Tony Colombo 971. Uh, speaking of the many shows that you can download on that. At Odyssey app, you can download American Viewpoints, which you can hear every Sunday morning here on 97.1 FM Talk, hosted by Mike Ferguson, who joins us now. Mike, great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So plenty to talk about. We 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 talked some national stuff with Michael Kelly and, and a few things um, last hour. So I want to start more uh, in the state of Missouri with you, Mike. And uh, I know we're getting... We're getting down to the wire. We're getting close to the end of this uh, of this year's legislative session. We talked to um, Representative Nick Schroer on Second Amendment Radio last week, and we were joking that you know they the the whole session goes by and a few things get passed and a lot of things get talked about and it's like oh we got time to talk about all these different things and what bills are. We gonna support and push through and whatnot, and then all of a sudden it gets down. There's nothing that make. There's nothing that uh, creates action more than a looming deadline. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> it's cramming now before it the exam. It seems like they're getting towards the end, and they have to. Uh, they have to the, to move on the important bills. Uh, anything anything standing out here in the in the state of Missouri as far as the legislative session is concerned that it, it really piqued your interest. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you talk about the deadline. We're into we're heading into the last week of the session, and it's not just what things they're going to move on; it's what games are going to be played while they do it. Mm-hmm. Here's the dirty secret that everybody knows who who has been to Jeff City a lot is what happens on the Missouri side is there's like you mentioned there's a deadline. Uh, it is constitutional uh, at this day at this time. If the bill is not passed, it's just done, and you got to start all over. So what happens is. Uh, A lot of, in this case, Republicans will say, yeah, you better believe I support all these school choice bills. Yeah, I support the Second Amendment Protection Act, but they really don't want to deal with the fallout of some of those for media or special interest groups. So they just sort of, you know, make sure that it drags in committee or that they add an amendment that would cause it to start over. And uh, they end up being a part of running the clock out on it. Yes. And so they still get to say, well, no, I supported that bill. It just didn't get up for a vote in time. Gee, so sorry. And those games are played every year. And the fact of the matter is in Missouri, in the legislature, the Democrats are irrelevant. They, they don't matter. If something doesn't get passed, it is 100% on the Republicans. And that's what we're seeing. You know, Late last week, we saw the, uh, we saw the uh, uh, Empowerment Savings Account uh, bill passed and sent to the governor. That was fantastic. I thought that was going to be a victim of that game playing, and uh, you know, Phil Cristovanelli and Nick Schroer and, and Bob Onder and, and many others got that through, which was fantastic. 
I'd like to see some of the other school choice bills, and I'm really curious to see what happens with the Second Amendment Protection Act. These are these are good bills that may get stalled out by game playing, or they can all be pushed over the finish line this week if the Republicans make up their mind that they're going to get it done. That is that is such great insight and such a great point because, you know, on this show and on Second Amendment Radio, we've talked to Representative Schroer and we've talked to other Missouri lawmakers that have been supporting this, the, the SAPA bill, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, and things like, uh, you know, outlawing gun-free zones. And then more recently here, we've had the, the bill about um, allowing conceal and carry in churches and allowing conceal and carry on metro buses. And it, like you just said, Mike, if we have this Republican majority, supermajority, that is all supportive of all of these bills— why are we why every year are we still talking about them and they're not law? Which which right. ones which ones this year do you think have the best chance when I'm specifically talking about those um uh those gun bills, the second amendment um uh related bills. Um which ones of those do you think have the best chance of making it through this year? I you know, I don't know. I I don't know that any of them have a, a big chance. The one you mentioned about, uh, for instance, guns in churches, yeah. that's actually drawing some um, pushback from churches who are saying, "Hey, that should be our choice. Don't don't pass a law to override our ability to say no guns." Which um, I agree with, by the way. I just yeah. I I think the bill should be that it they are allowed, and churches, just like businesses, mm-hmm. can make yeah. the decision. Gabe is here, right. and he's a big. Uh, he's you know very active in our local church, and I think that's yeah. where you yeah, stand that's, on Yeah, that. that's definitely my position. Yeah. I think that should yeah. be in the hands of the uh, the lay leadership or whoever yeah. is in charge. But you of, don't want a, a law pass that says you I, can't have guns. I never church, want period. the government telling a church what to do ever. Yeah, even if it, even if it's Chris, something I, I agree with. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so, with, with just Mike. a little bit of irony, I say amen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I just I can't. I can't believe it if we're going to be talking about uh, the SAPA bill again next year when we're supposedly yeah. have all this support of it. But you think that that has j- got just as good of a chance of not getting through as it does getting through? Yeah, I do, because it's uh, there. there's some shenanigans going on with some state lawmakers wanting a gas tax uh, to get moved up on the calendar first, and they're kind of holding the bill hostage. Uh, I spoke with on my daily show in mid-Missouri, I spoke with Alex Salzman from the Missouri yes. Firearms Coalition, yes. and she's beyond frustrated, really angry about this, uh, wanting people to light up certain senators' uh, phone lines uh, because her accusation is that – and she's in the Capitol pretty much every day yep. – uh, her accusation is that it is being held up as leverage. Hey, we know this thing's going to pass uh, if, it, if it goes up there. It's got broad Republican support. It's got broad – uh, independent conservative support. It's got broad libertarian support. So you can have it if I get my gas tax bill moved as well. Uh, you, you want that one? Give me this one. And that's just kind of how things happen. And so I would say SAPA is at 50-50 at best right now. And there's even a couple of Republicans just actively working against it. There's a there's a freshman senator from the Springfield area named Lincoln. Uh, I think he pronounces it How or Hugh, uh, H-O-U-G-H, who uh, just seems to be trying to pile on dead weight, from what I can tell. His office denies that, but it sure looks like he's he's trying to hold the thing back. So, uh, you know, time is of the essence, and uh, you know, the clock is in favor of uh, bills that 
you know, the clock is in favor of those who want to stop a bill right now, not those who want to get it across the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, isn't that the essence of politics right there? I just want to say quickly, too, anytime you get a chance to talk to Alex Salzman or listen to what she has to say, if you are a Second Amendment supporter in the state of Missouri, uh, she's about as great of a voice as you can have out there. She joins us on Second Amendment Radio very often, and -hmm. and just that group, and and her in particular, just do a great job representing, um, you know, the the, the Second Amendment people, the people that want to protect their gun rights in the state. Uh, Got a few minutes left here with Mike. Ferguson and Gabe has a question. Go ahead, Gabe. Hey, Mike. Um, to the to the whole point of the uh, the, the Republicans holding up uh, uh, bills or or you know doing the sh- playing the, the games, the shenanigans out there in, in Jeff City. Um, for what essentially one party rule states, is there some way that we can actually uh, get? conservative influence into Republican Party or, yeah. or, you know, any influence in there besides just, uh, you know, besides going with, with the uh, the primary, because it seems like you, you need a deep bench for primarying people, and, and I'm not sure we have that. In some parts of the state we do, in some parts of the state we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think the primary elections are, are the best way, but the other best way is, you know, the, you know, you've got to be active and push back in the right way you know there okay. there are a lot of people who get mad on facebook and we're gonna you know here's the email copy and paste it and they call them all kinds of names and f-bomb <laughs> them and all this kind of stuff does no good whatsoever especially if you live in kirksville and you're lighting up the guy who represents springfield they don't care <laughs> you know? right so you know it's got to be thoughtful you know it's got to be respectful these are elected state senators and state representatives and ask very clear uh, questions. I want to know why the Second Amendment Protection Act has not moved. I don't see an excuse for that, given the broad-based conservative support and Republican supermajorities. Uh, can you please explain why this is being held up this so this late in the game, uh, and what can we do uh, to encourage its passage? That type of proactive thing that holds them accountable, mm-hmm. uh, and also you know also makes it very clear what you're looking for, uh, you know. But when they're legislative aide, who's you know usually some recent college graduate uh, who's trying to get their foot in door in politics, gets a phone call and you yell at them, you know they just <laughs> mark down what a jerk. And, you know, <laughs> that's all that happens. Right. <laughs> so don't do that. So thought- thoughtful, direct contact. Uh, Still holding their feet to the fire, just doing it the right way. You know, we've mm -hmm. hired you to do a job. This is what we expect. Um, You know, what's your answer? Right. Mike, where do you uh, where do you come down on Facebook and Twitter? You know, obviously that big story this week about Facebook upholding their ban on Donald Trump. Donald Trump rolls out what he calls a communications platform, what I call a website. Um, (laughs) I I didn't even look at it. WordPress blog is what it is. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, We can get into that if we have time here in a minute. But uh, back to Facebook. I I talked about Facebook um, and Twitter on the DGS earlier this week and got some uh, pushback on social media of, uh, you know, people saying, hey, look, they're, you know, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. Well, Mm. you know, as a libertarian, I agree with that completely. But my problem with Facebook and Twitter and these these huge tech companies, first of all, I think the biggest problem with that is the power that we've given them. I think that America's got nobody to blame but themselves for a lot. People complain about them having a monopoly. Well, it's because we handed them a monopoly. So that's number one. Number two is. I get it. You're, you know, you want to be a private company and you can make your own policies and make your own rules, but you can't hide behind being a publisher or an author 
depending on when yeah. it works for you. So that's where my big problem with Facebook comes in is that sometimes it wants to play under one set of rules and sometimes it wants to play under another. Pick one and let's go with it, and I'm fine with that, but that's not how it's been so far. What are your thoughts on uh, the whole Facebook issue this week? Yeah, I, w- I would have more respect for, for these companies if they just said, you're, you're darn right, we're liberal, you know, we're going to – we we support the left, and this is this is what we're going to do with our product, and just be honest about it. Yeah, uh, I would have a lot more respect for that. Um, they don't do that. Uh, they they try to claim whatever they disagree with is you know uh, you know misinformation or disinformation. Um, but you know the the thing is is that I, I I'm going to disagree a little bit that the multiple sets of companies are a monopoly by definition. You know you've got all these different companies and and they're you know they're they're big they're the market leaders they're definitely set the narrative but i don't know that they're monopolies mm. uh, on this week's um um american viewpoints for instance I, I speak with one of the founders of a company called rightforge and what they are doing is they are setting up uh well they have set up uh, a place uh, on the internet um that has you know it's not amazon web services it's rightforge you want to build your app you want to build your website you want to build your social media platform they're going to let you do it, and they write into their company documents, uh, you know, that we will adhere to the First Amendment. Uh, you know, we will we will not censor you whether we agree with you or not. Obviously, they're reaching out to those on the right. So, you know, Facebook and Google and and Instagram and Amazon, they're not the internet. They're on the internet. Mm-hmm. But you know, just like when we look at how you know, at one point we didn't think we could live without MySpace. And, you know, who remembers my face at this point? Yeah, no, and, and it's also such a good Facebook, point. You know, Facebook didn't really get com- really political until just the last few years mm-hmm. of all their years of existence. So this is relatively a new thing. So we don't even really know how bad the market's going to punish them for that. And so I get really nervous when I see senators, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Josh Hawley teaming up to say, Government needs to take over uh, micromanaging social media. We need to break them up. They're too powerful. We need more government to come in and and, mm. and fix this because, to me, the cure could be a lot worse than the disease, and the disease is pretty bad right now. I still think that you know a market response is, is the best, most permanent way to fix it. I don't think Facebook is going to change their ways, yeah. but I would not be surprised if in you know two, three, four years – We've got some kind of viable alternative that's out there. Maybe it's Parler, maybe it's somebody else, but I just I just kind of recoil in, in nervousness when I hear we need government to come in and take mm. over and make sure you're behaving right. Why would you want to give the Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi administration more power over the Internet? That just doesn't make any sense. No, I couldn't agree more. I mm-hmm. couldn't agree more. The public sector always finds a way to solve problems, doesn't it? I mean, and yeah. if we just allow – capitalism and the private sector to work out those issues. They always seem to do it. Uh, Mike, we got to let you go here. You mentioned the show coming up uh, tomorrow morning. What else? Mm -hmm. uh, Where can people follow you? Uh, Social media, websites, television shows, radio shows, everything that you do. (laughs) How can people keep up with Mike Ferguson? Yeah, find me on Twitter. It's at AVP, which stands for American Viewpoints, AVP Radio Show. And for now, I'm still on Facebook at uh, American Viewpoints on uh, Facebook. But what I'd love for people to do is wherever you get your podcast, just look up American Viewpoints and subscribe to it. And so you can listen right here on 97.1 every Sunday morning. And then if you like what you heard, you can uh, get that, uh, you know, nine or ten minute 
uh, segment every Monday through Thursday the following week and share it, listen to it again, send it to somebody who needs to have some common sense in their life. Great stuff. Mike Ferguson, always great to talk with you, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds great. Have a great weekend, guys. You too. Thanks, Mike. All right, going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Gary Kelman and Jeff Wade from the Sanitizer and Mask Wholesale Store, but we're going to talk not about that. Well, probably a little bit about that, but mostly about cryptocurrency. I'm glad Gabe is here because he's smart enough to understand what's going on. <laughs> I'm not, but we're all going to learn together when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Frank Ladd. And my partner Chris Arps is out this week. So Gabe Pfeiffer, a.k.a. St. John the Philosopher from the St. John the Philosopher YouTube channel, is here helping me out, filling in for Chris this week. Uh, We've had a packed show. If you missed anything, download our podcast so you can go back and hear uh, Gabe argue with Michael Kelly from Hancock and Kelly. Uh, You can also hear us talking about our upcoming band gig. That's right, with Katie Fitzpatrick and Perry Woods in the last segment. Uh, Also, we talked to Mike Ferguson. And right now, as I mentioned, we have online Gary Kelman and Jeff Wade from the Sanitizer and Mask Wholesale Store, which is one of the great sponsors of this show. But as I mentioned, we're not here to talk about sanitizers and masks. Well, we maybe a little bit. We can. We can (laughs) if we want to. But... Uh, both Gary and Jeff are two of the uh, smartest people I know, well, period, along with Gabe, which is why I'm so glad. <laughs> Gabe Pfeiffer, the smartest person I know, MIT grad, literal rocket scientist, is here in the room also to help us all make sense of this. But uh, Gary and Jeff are uh, uh, very engaged in the world of cryptocurrency and that has been a big topic on this show and just in the world in general. And I think there are so many people out there that love to hear about cryptocurrency and love to talk about cryptocurrency. But deep down, no, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> they're talking about cryptocurrency. So we've got uh, Gary and Jeff on the line. Boys, always great to talk with you. How's it going? Happy Dogecoin Day to you. <laughs> Happy Dogecoin Day. You know, my, my brother-in-law made a fortune on Dogecoin. Oh, he, yeah? He, he bought it when it was fractions of a penny. No kidding. Yeah, so now that it's and up And you to, said that you just started getting into it. Yeah, I just started looking into it because, you know, initially when when, uh, when cryptocurrency came into being, it, it felt kind of faddish to me. Uh-huh. And I, I but So I wanted to, to read up on it before I, you know, decided to sink any money into the thing. Mm-hmm. But it, seem, it also seemed kind of complicated. And I'm like, you know what? I did a lot of this in school. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't want to go. I don't want to do the deep dive necessary to yeah. feel comfortable doing this. And so I'm knowing just going to let it go. You're, not the, you're the kind of guy that if you're going to get involved you're going to learn every aspect of it yeah and so it's a big commitment it's a commitment for sure and i (laughs) I just started to sort of scratch the surface of it i'm i'm learning a little bit about things now and uh, i'm i'm very curious to ask people who are who've been in it longer and and who know a little more about it so i'm I'm really happy to talk to you guys so gary and jeff let's just start from the beginning you know when people hear about cryptocurrency they're usually one of two reactions uh, that people are really interested in it, but they don't quite understand it, so they want you to explain it to them, or they just roll their eyes and go, 
that's not real. It's not real. It's like 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 Gabe said. It it seems like a fad. It's gonna go away. What what are you spending your you know you're just wasting your time and money on it. So let's start with that angle. When people say when people sort of roll their eyes about cryptocurrency, what's your reaction? Well, for us, if people roll their eyes on cryptocurrency, it's more of the the lack of understanding uh, because people hear about Bitcoin and, and Dogecoin and all these other coins. So if you don't know much about it, then you're just, it, it's a fad, right? But if you truly uh, take take a few minutes to understand the technology, it's it's then it becomes very powerful on not only uh, the coin itself, but what it can do to revolutionize everyday things that we do. So I, I compare it to when internet came you know i mean it was something mm. it was the same thing it mm-hmm. was oh it's not going to last um and a lot of people just didn't know much about it but today it's you know we can't do anything without internet right and so that's that's what i the technology uh, behind crypto the blockchain especially is going to revolutionize everything that we do why so is it better that, than why is it better than the system that we have now well, if you think, if you look into Bitcoin, the, the main the main reason Bitcoin is is just growing in price is is the simple fact that there's only 21 million Bitcoins that can ever be mined, and it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much power you have, you can't change that. Mm-hmm. And with with anything that we do today, with enough money and with enough power, you can make things happen, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if things are, are authentic or, or, or things are, uh, for, for example, if I give this example, if, if I have a um, Stan Musial signed autograph card and I give it to somebody to authenticate it, uh, central authority, and they, they tell me, hey, Jeff, this card is, is, is fake, I, so I can't sign off on this. But if I say, hey, Gary, if I give you $100,000 to sign off on it, mm. Can you do it? And, you know, most people would. Gary would say, will do it, too, yeah, because he's that kind of guy. Gary would do it. <laughs> Gary would do it. But, but most people would, you know, would, yeah. would sign off on it. Yeah. So, so, in, so for, in that analogy, um, you know, with, with enough money and power, you can make things happen, right? Yes. Even if it's not true or correct. But with this technology, with Bitcoin, you can't do that. It doesn't matter how much money you have so, so, or how much power you have. So now taking this technology into everything uh, that we do um, as far as in you know I mean it's for example and it's another topic but if we take this technology not only authenticating um, things like baseball cards but also you know the the voting system um, Mm, is one big topic so so that's why you know that's just one example but but that's why we're so we're so uh, passionate about cryptocurrency blockchain technology is because not not the the dogecoin or the the <laughs> means to, to be able to transfer funds uh which is a big thing and gabe you had a question go ahead sure um one as i've been uh looking into the the technology there and i try to analogize things to to things that i'm i'm more familiar with and one of the one of the things that i was thinking and please correct me if i'm wrong is that um what cryptocurrency does is it it decentralizes banking in the same way that the internet decentralized communication wherein you know like if we were talking about the uh the 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 more you know the uh tele oh gosh what's the 
<laughs> I, I, Don't look I lost, me for I help. lost it. I lost it there. But, um, but the, te- the, the telegraph, like the telegraph system, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And you, you, you know, every everybody in every region, they only had one telegraph operator, right? So you had to go to the telegraph operator to get all your messages as they went across the country. Mm-hmm. So inst- instead of that, now you have basically every every computer that is mining the the cryptocurrency is a is a computer doing banking. Um, in the same way that uh, banks, you know, make their own transfers internally in their internal systems, is that mm-hmm. is that a correct way of of looking at uh, many cryptocurrencies? Yeah, you can look at it that way. And the value of the Bitcoin network is how many nodes are being active around the world. Right. So I believe it's over fifty thousand. I haven't checked in a year, uh, but mm-hmm. the network continues growing, and that creates the value. Just like uh, you know, your AT and T, your uh, T Mobile. You know, the more subscribers they have, the more viable their stocks are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, one of the most important things about anything, if we're if this is going to be something that is adopted on a large scale, it has to be easy. It has to be something that people can understand quickly. This is is the is the confusion surrounding cryptocurrency. More of just the idea of changing something that it's it's really not that difficult, but people just don't take even a couple of minutes to try to understand what it is. Or is it truly as confusing as some people think it is? Bitcoin and crypto uh, is all based on an algorithm, a math algorithm. So if you think too, too detailed, yes, it is confusing. So when layer two technology comes out where it's easy enough for grandma or grandpa to hit a button and they're using the network without having to understand the network, that's when we'll have mass adoption and billions of people will pick it up. And that's that's just a couple years away. Okay, so we're still we're still at the uh, if we were still using the Internet analogy, we're still at the use serve version of of the Internet where people have to, you know, type in a direct path to get to a a website and things Mm. like that. And and nobody wants to learn any of that stuff. It only had a few thousand users. But then we got websites, we got, you know, mobile apps, we got all these other things that give us direct access to the Internet. And now everybody can do it. Children can do it now. So let me for all the people that are the early adopters and are really into this. And I want to I know you guys do a um, uh, a weekly talk. Uh, We can promote that here in just a second. But, um, uh, you know, we talked about Bitcoin and how it has a limited you know, there's only so much Bitcoin in the world, and that's that's it. It will never be expanded. And supply and demand, folks. Yeah, and, yeah, and then it creates that. Yeah, exactly. That's supply and demand. But there's all these other uh, cryptocurrencies out there, Dogecoin and and the- so Ethereum many more. And yeah, Monero. So which which ones, in your opinion, are the I don't know either the hottest ones of the week or the ones with the most future? Like which you know because that's another thing that can get confusing is that. You know, there's more and more of these cryptocurrencies popping up, and which ones are legit and which ones aren't, in your opinion. So I'll talk about in the top 20, and this is not financial advice. It's for entertainment only. Exactly. Um, so uh, Bitcoin Cash is looking really strong this week. It's a, it's, it's a fork of Bitcoin, and it's a, another form of payment. And uh, according to some of the, the people in the industry, there's some big news coming out. Maybe it's a deal with Visa or some money. Uh, so we're looking carefully at that and looking to put some money in, into uh, uh, Bitcoin Cash. And uh, Jeff, as we call him, is the uh, the cheap token guy, and he's, <laughs> he's had some, some really good calls lately. So he's got one for you as well. All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. So one of the coins that, that we're pretty bullish on 
um, is a coin called Safe Moon. And Safe Moon, it, it's probably um, probably got five with five zeros in front of it. So um, that's when they get in. <laughs> we, we, you know, so you can get literally like two hundred million coins for uh, for a few hundred dollars, right? So, mm. but but with Safe Moon. We've noticed that it was number one on Coin Market Cap watch list. Um, so Coin Market Cap basically just lists um, news and anything with anything to do with crypto. They, they list all the coins on there. Um, but this coin was was sur- or this coin surpassed Bitcoin as far as in being added to the watch list. Hmm. And in the last 24 hours, I think it's up. 80 to 90 percent. Um, so my so what I'm thinking is a lot of people that that uh, have had success with Dogecoin, which still may go which still may go up because uh, I think Saturday Elon Musk will be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he's a big proponent of uh, with <laughs> yep. Dogecoin. He's yep. going to take it to the moon when you know <laughs> yep. when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey. Yeah, so yeah, everybody's waiting I, for I that think, to happen. They well, all think that's going to yeah, be yeah. Dogecoin's right, right. moment. Well, when, right now it's at what sixty-five cents or something like that. If it goes to a dollar, you double the money you imp- you put into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of people I'm seeing um, with Dogecoin are looking to, uh, uh, to to purchase with their Dogecoin SafeMoon, and the, right. the reason is because SafeMoon um, you have a higher chance of getting ten times your investment. Mm-hmm. On SafeMoon, um, rather than than Dogecoin, so that's why the, the big, uh, you know, big push for SafeMoon. Um, so, but we're not financial advisors, so please yes. take this as, as more of a entertainment yep. and and you know don't don't invest money that you can't lose. Absolutely. Uh, but but we're very bullish on on SafeMoon as far as in a, a token that's that's. Uh, you know, uh, what's the word we, we call If you only have a few hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's kind of the cheap whatever. way in. Whatever Gary called you, Jeff, at the beginning. <laughs> now, I, don't think I, I, can't, I can't cuss on the radio, right? <laughs> now, now, with with, uh, yeah. with with certain apps that allow you to invest in crypto, you don't actually need to purchase a one whole coin, do you? You know, I, mean, I think you, you can, that, you can and that's a really good point, right? too. We don't we, we're almost out of time, but I'm actually glad Gabe brought that up. Uh, because real quick, I don't. I know that there are you know apps out there that people think that they're getting you know they're they're trading and you know getting involved with cryptocurrency, but not all of them are you know are quite that easy or that accurate. Um, what is what do you guys think of of using an app to to make these transactions? And which one do you use? Yeah, too? yeah. It's it's a great great question, and I always send people to Coinbase, which is one of the first ones where you can buy Bitcoin or or, or tenths of a Bitcoin uh, and and be able to pull it off the exchange and actually own the real Bitcoin, mm-hmm. which is the code. Mm-hmm. There's other apps out there that Wall Street's put out or other uh, trading platforms. Rob, Robinhood is one of them. Yes. Yeah, that, that you think you own it, but you don't own it. Yeah. So See, that's we, very we important. A lot of people. Kind of, yeah, kind of like a, a mutual every fund day. or yeah. something. Yeah. And if you're looking to buy, uh, if you're looking to buy Bitcoin, a lot of people use Cash App. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of people uh, are familiar with Cash App. It's similar to Venmo, but Cash App does allow you to buy Bitcoin. It's the only coin that they that they allow you to purchase, uh, but they allow you to purchase the actual coin. Gotcha. Where Robinhood, you're only 
you're not buying the coin. You're just you're buying you're investing. buying an interest in it, right? Yeah. Something so like that. guys, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, we're just about out of time. If what where do you recommend people go if they do want to learn more about cryptocurrency and just get more answers as far as all this is concerned? Yes, absolutely. So Gary and I, we do have a passion for this. Uh, we do a weekly uh, meetup group in St. St. Peter's, uh, Missouri, it's the, the Mario's Donuts every Tuesday. Every Tuesday from 8 to 11, we, we meet up there and, and meet a lot of like-minded individuals uh, and also people that are new that just want to uh, learn and, and be educated on this. So come by and visit us. We'll, we'll spend some time and to, to help you out. And if you have questions on uh, anything with crypto, yeah. uh, not only Gary and I, but also other people in the community that, that attend they can help out. I love it. Mario's Donuts on Tuesday mornings. Get some donuts and learn about crypto. And also, by the way, don't forget about the sanitizer and mask wholesale store, which, like I said, is one of the great sponsors of this uh, show and this station and that Gary and Jeff are, are involved with. And just the best place to go if you're looking for hand sanitizer, masks, disinfectant wipes, disinfectant sprays, air purifiers, all of the products in that area. Sanitizer and mask dot store out in St. Peter's and in uh, in Fairview Heights. And uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on and, and spending a little time. We got to get you back on again real soon because there's a whole lot more to learn when it comes to the uh, the cryptocurrency world. Anytime, and happy Doge Day. Happy, happy Doge, Doge Day. Day. <laughs> Back at you. That's Gary Kelman and Jeff Wade. we got to take a quick break and uh, got a little more weekend report to go. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Big thank you again to Gary Kelman and Jeff Wade. A lot of great information there about cryptocurrency in that last segment. We went like almost 20 minutes with those guys, and still there's way more questions so and way more, more to learn. Um, but uh, what a great start. So if you missed yep. that, make sure you check it out on the podcast, and we'll have to get uh, – Gary and Jeff back on real soon to talk more about cryptocurrency. If you missed anything on today's show, whether it be that discussion or our talk with Mike Ferguson or Michael Kelly from Hancock and Kelly or the band talk at the beginning of the show, uh, you can get all of it on the podcast. You can get the Weekend Report podcast anywhere, but I would recommend the Odyssey app as being the best place to get our podcast, uh, Tony Colombo here with producer Frank Ladd and Gabe Pfeiffer from the St. John the Philosopher YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. My partner Chris Arps is out this week, so Gabe has been uh, nice enough to help me out. Keep and, in a chair warm. Yeah, fill in <laughs> and for Chris this week. Uh, what's the latest over at the St. John the Philosopher YouTube channel? Uh, I've been going over uh, the how to win the culture war, how to fight and win mm -hmm. the culture war. And we're on part three, uh, redeeming the media. And I talk about uh, oh, how, yeah. how to deal with uh, um, uh, the news media and, and, you know, that sort of uh, media as well as entertainment. Mostly entertainment because, honestly, the news media fix is kind of opaque to me. I actually need your help. Come, come and talk to me <laughs> because, whoa, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go and check it out. I love Gabe's channel. As you guys know, I am a big YouTube person. I like to uh, digest 
um, you know, 20 to 30 minute blocks of information on whatever um, topic I'm interested in at the moment. Uh, you know, if it's if I'm uh, uh, if I'm doing my guilty pleasure, it's paranormal stuff. <laughs> um, but I also am big fan of yeah, history <laughs> and true crime and obviously politics and information and opinion and things like that. And uh, Gabe's channel is one of my uh, top go-to regular rotation channels, St. John the Philosopher, on YouTube. Go and make sure that you check it out. Um, wanted Frank to stick around uh, in studio for this segment because Frank is our uh, resident St. Louis Cardinal season ticket holder. And anytime that we're going to talk uh, uh, sports here on the show, I like to have Frank involved in it. Um, and some really interesting news this week uh, that the Anaheim Angels have released the great Albert Pujols. Kind of putting him back out there on the market. So a lot of, I know our, our friend Frank Cusimano posed the question on his Twitter this week to Cardinal Nation in general. Hey, do you want Albert Pools back uh, here in St. Louis? I know it's not that simple, but um, as a Cardinals fan, that had to be super interesting, right? This it was stunning news. It was yes. stunning news. You know, you, you think your guy that is first ballot Hall of Famer, that is, you know, currently one of the only active players with 600 home runs, 3,000 hits, just an, an incredible Jeez. superstar. Yeah. When you say it like that. And, well, right. right. You, you think that he's a guy that gets Would, to go out on his own. Yeah. But you know Would what? Would never be released. But a lot of guys didn't. Steve Carlton, mm. one of the best left-handed pitchers of all time, was released four times. Yeah. So, you know, so you weird. don't get to go out on, on your own. Yeah. Uh, Ichiro. Yeah. You know, they, 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 that mm-hmm. that yeah. was in March of a year. And, yes, they actually planned it so there was a moment, but it wasn't like at the end of the year. It wasn't him saying. It was right. it was the team saying, we're done, we're done with you. Yeah. Right. And emotionally, I'm with Frank Cusimano. If, <laughs> if that's the side he's on, I'd love to have him back. <laughs> emotionally, it would fulfill a, a dream and a passion to see him play. And no. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, that hurts no. my heart. No. He's if batting he... worse than Matt Carpenter. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, he's hitting like below 200. He's, he's below the Mendoza low. line. Yeah. Yes. He's he lost, doesn't lost feel step. like he does anymore. He's 41 years old. Yeah. He's, he's older least. than you, Tony. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm 43, right. but he probably is older than me. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm not going there. Right? I know but, you're not. But, but you understand what I'm saying. Body-wise, is that, is yeah. that body and, and it's yeah. And it's not like it's just this year. It's the past three, four Maybe close to five years, four yeah. four years or so that you're looking at him and thinking, was it one of the best business moves the Cardinals made by not, not yeah, getting but it, involved? It, well, in they did get involved. He turned well, them down. Yeah, correct, yes. correct. But they didn't. But they didn't go. They didn't, they didn't go, overpay and they didn't overextend. But they were going to. Yeah, it was a ten-year contract for two hundred and ten million. I thought it was eight at the Cardinals' best offer. Well, I thought, he, I thought he wanted. I thought he wanted ten. Either way, to your Did point, that's either long way, long. Yeah. Either it way was to too long yes. for for a player who right. was thirty-two yes. years old yes. at the time. Yeah. But for not, but not, but not going crazy and trying to go toe to toe with Anaheim. Sure. But but it was it was absolutely it was Albert turning the Cardinals down. No that's doubt, no and true. so it, and the Cardinals were in it. The Cardinals were making an, an emotional move to hang on to, I, yes, somebody that should have started his career and ended his career here. He mm-hmm. sh- he should be out there maybe last year finishing his career with the Cardinals 
with Yadier Molina, start to end. Yeah. Absolutely emotional, heartstrings. It just it, absolutely it, incredible the way it, 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 it should have been. But wow, he's not the player he was. No. And anybody with any sense <laughs> of just, just look at the numbers. And, and I don't think he would come back and be on the bench because apparently he, he, part, that's of the what, that's part of the deal was that he was upset that he wasn't in the regular rotation, that he wasn't in the lineup. On and Wednesday, correct. We can't he, put him in the lineup every yeah. day because he's not. He's because a defensive Anaheim liability. has not, not has better players than yeah. him, and we don't have the to DH. play right. So, so he can't come here because there's nowhere to put him. Right, there's nowhere oh. to put him here. Now, right. now is that is there even a, a, a an amount of money that we could give him? Just like a, basically a, a, a sweetheart little contract for one year, just so he could retire as a cardinal. Is he it, has is there a, he has a 10-year personal services contract that you know, starts at the end of this at the I'm end of this year. I'm glad you brought that up because nobody's Anaheim. talking about that the and what? I remember I that. Well, okay, at least initially they <laughs> nobody in the media was yeah. they were just acting like the Cardinals could sign him tomorrow. Well, they, they the Cardinals could sign him tomorrow to but finish the season to play. Yeah, oh, okay. But gotcha. he would still have the 10-year personal services contract with Anaheim. I remember it being a, basically a 20-year deal with Anaheim right. when mm-hmm. he signed it. And Essentially, it's to go out and be an ambassador for right. the Anaheim Angels right. for 10 years after he's done playing. Oh, right. wow. Okay. You know, one, one yeah. sad thing I saw about um, Pools, I, I just took a minute and looked at his uh, career stats and noticed that he has now pulled his career batting average below 300. It's oh. like 298, Oof. and that's just sad. I, right. hate to, I hate to see a great hitter like that. Uh, one last quick uh, point. We talked earlier about the Missouri legislative session. Uh, our buddy Nick Schroer, who's been on the show many times, has introduced a bill that would name uh, part of Highway 40, Highway 64, after Bobby Plager. And so that could be something that goes through the Missouri legislative session, and a little part of that highway would be named after the uh, great uh, legendary St. Louis Blue, Bobby Plager, and I think that's a, I think that's a really cool thing. So that's going to do it for today's show. It was a big one. We had a lot of guests, talked about a lot of things. Download the podcast if you missed any of it. Big thank you to Gabe Pfeiffer for all his help stepping in for Chris Arps. And, of course, for all the help from my producer, Frank Ladd, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.